Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, and whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from the house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Dusty assignments. Maybe some of you all recognize uh, this portion of scripture, or maybe even you, you, you know what's actually going on. You recognize what has come before, maybe where we are in the life of Jesus, his apostles. But I think we all recognize the principle. And the principle is, dust them off your feet. And that communicates just don't even worry about what other folk are saying, folk tripping, just dust them off your feet. We understand the principle that's found in Matthew 10, verse 14. But there's a wider context. Certainly we could, we could preach that passage from that angle, but there was, there was something else that, as I began to look there, the Holy Spirit was directing my attention to a few other things. Doesn't that seem easy? Just when somebody gets under your skin, someone bothers you, when there's an issue in your house, outside, just dust them off as you dust off dust from your shoes. That sounds so easy. Now, uh, you probably have uh, closets full of, of, of shoes, ladies, probably some men, sneakerheads. You got closets full of shoes, and if you've ever had a shoe that you hadn't worn in a while, particularly a darker colored shoe, then you're putting your outfit together, and you think, I got the perfect shoe that will go with that. And you go to get that shoe. When you pull the shoe off of the shelf, it looks as though it's covered with a film, dust. Do you put that shoe back? Absolutely not. You participate in the principle that's found in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, and just dust, just swipe it off. That's how you treat dust. You, you, you treat dust as though it is a non-issue. Lest I, lest I get too far out there, but how do I treat folk who've hurt me? I want to dust them off. How do you deal with rejection? Especially when it partners with something. How do you deal with a cold shoulder? That's not so easily dusted off. An uninterested person or party. How do you, how do you deal with a pastor preaching and folk don't want to hear what he has to say? I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. I need to make a confession to you. I haven't always been able to dust people off. 
And if it's the right person, I still have a problem with dusting them off. Truth be told, um, the impeding of me being on assignment by this piece of dust, if I tell you the truth, I didn't get healed from it. And likely, you like me, you really just move on. It is as though the further away from the wound, the less it hurts. The more time comes between the wound and where you are, the more you begin to forget about the person who was impeding your assignment until someone comes along and accidentally reminds you of who hurt you and why they hurt you. Have you ever heard of resurrected dust? <laughs> that thing that should have been easily dealt with has now come back to haunt you and to plague you, to bother you, to impede your assignment. I've got good news. Jesus doesn't want you to ignore that you're hurt. It's not about stuffing it. It's not about putting it behind you. It's not about just moving on. Instead, he wants you to participate in your own inner peacemaking process. Let me focus our attention here on the text. But more than the text, let me give you a context. Let me, let me uh, broaden some things out. Let me spread some stuff out so you can see. Matthew chapter 10, before we get to verse 14, this is post-graduation. Jesus is hanging out with his, his, his 12 homies. We would call them the disciples, the 12 disciples, but this is post-graduation. They, they have moved from being disciples to being called apostles. Now Jesus is about to send them on an assignment, which is where we get verse 14. He tells them what to do with folk that don't participate or help in their assignment. He, he's about to send these 12 newly ordained Apostles on an assignment, on a mission. Later in the chronology, before he gets to the cross, he's going to tell them about going to go get two, two donkeys. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. This is when you go into a city, you'll find a donkey and a foal, you'll find an old donkey. You'll find a, a, a young donkey. And I said, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did they get to following out that assignment? How were they able to go into a place without Jesus sending them or going with them to what some could interpret as stealing donkeys but with enough authority to say, 
Jesus has need, has need of. I'll tell you how they were able to do that the same way you will be able to do and complete your assignment that comes later because they had to first learn how to deal with dusty folk in order to be able to handle donkeys. Will you touch your neighbor and say, he wants you to grow up, he wants you to grow up. This is the training moment for the cross. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, he's training the apostles on carrying out the assignment because he knew it would be prophesied, it had been prophesied in Old Testament that the Messiah would ride in on a young donkey and so he had to get them ready before they needed to be ready. What's that phrase? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. He's trying to get them ready. He's trying to keep them from, from moving up, having to ramp up in a moment, having to, to get ready for an assignment so that when he got ready to complete the ultimate assignment, they'd already be ready. So here are the disciples now, apostles, heading out on this assignment that, that Jesus is, is giving them. Hmm. Uh, um, uh, would you please put up, and I, I, I may not even, I don't even have this one, I don't think, ready. But I want you to just open your Bibles, if you would, please. Tony, don't even worry about it. If they pull up their scriptures, it, it's fine. If they don't, that's fine, too. But I, I want you to open up your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 10. And I want you to look down at verse number 1. Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse number 1. There's, there's something uh, fairly interesting here that I, I want you to be able to see. I just want to bring, bring your attention to uh, Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse number 1. It would probably help if I had my verse, my Bible open too. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, you, you got it? <laughs> okay. And when... And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. I'll skip down to verse number five. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Verse 1, and when he called his 12 disciples. Verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent. You're not getting it. Verse 1, and he called them. And in verse 5, he sent them. Uh, verse 1, it says, uh, when he called his 12 disciples. But in verse 2, it says, now the name of the 12 apostles. In verse 1, 
their disciples. But in verse 2, they're apostles. In verse 1, he calls them. In verse 5, he sends them. How do you go from being called to sent, from being a disciple to an apostle? It's all about the meeting with Jesus. Some of you will never be sent on your assignment because you never answer the call. Because it's in the call that you go from being a disciple to being an apostle. Well, you touch your neighbor and say, you better answer that phone. You better answer that phone. <laughs> Let me hurry here. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. He's given them the, the, the mission critical information. And do not enter the city of the Samaritans but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's, he, he only tells those that are going on the assignment about the assignment. Now, this whole call sent, disciple, apostle thing, that flirted with me. You can't flirt with me twice and I don't respond to the flirt. Well, I'm talking about the text. I'm talking about the text. The, the text can't flirt with me twice. Um, the first one, y'all kind of halfway got it. Uh, but the text can't flirt with me, and I don't, I don't, I don't listen to say he's talking about the text. He's, talk, he's talking about the text. All right, wa watch now. Watch. Verse 5. Twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, don't go into the way of the Gentiles. Look, look now. Who, how many are there? Y'all, this ain't no trick question. I mean, have y'all ever heard of open book test? The book is open. There are 12 people. Not the multitude. They're not hanging out in somebody's house and he kind of talking to them, but the others can hear. There are 12 folk that are present. And he gives the 12 people the ones in which he calls to complete the assignment, he gives the 12 people the details about the assignment. Then these 12, Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, don't, all right, don't go to Gentiles, go to the city of Samaria, uh, Samaritans, but this is what you're supposed to do. Go, go, in, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. How many folk is he giving the details of the assignment too. So why we got to get approval from 13? Y'all missed it. Uh, Tony, would you put back up my, my, my title slide, Dusty Assignments? Can I tell you, God is not obligated to tell anybody else about the assignment. 
he's given you and those that he called to support you to complete. I thought so myself, April. I thought that was pretty good. Has God ever told anybody to do something and you know it's God and you call your mama? Mama, what you think? God didn't tell you that your mama was going to go on the assignment with you. Now, mama might support the assignment. But mama has not been drafted to carry out the assignment. So what if mama says, I don't think you should. But Jesus called you and is sending you, but your mama is vetoing. Am I too heavy? I mean, is it? I'm trying to get you to your promised land. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get you to that place that God has called you to be. I'm trying to get you to that place that you can see, you can feel it. You know it's going to happen. If you're going to get there, you've got to understand that God is not going to email everybody in your sorority and make the announcement or have somebody vote on what he's telling you to do. I, I, I couldn't help but to think back when we first got started. One of the things that God told me, he says, don't ask anybody to come with you. Nobody. Back then, you know, that was April 2005, probably seeing eh, 3,500, 4,000 folk uh, on, on a weekend between all the different Sunday morning services. I said, God, I, I can't ask it's about 3,500 here, 4,000 here, and I ain't supposed to ask none. I said, well, all right, God. I won't ask anybody. Never forget, never forget, there was this one couple, um, and after we made the announcement, um, they came and they said, hey, you, you're going to be in our backyard. You're going to be in our backyard. And I said, oh, really? Well, then... Maybe you would consider, maybe you'd like to come. God, like I'm in the middle of talking to them, and he slaps my hand. Didn't I tell you? I had to repent to God because if he's going to make the mission possible, I don't need some dust to make it impossible. I got to pause and say, because the wrong piece of dust will abort everything. Do I have a witness? Mess around, get the wrong business partner. The assignment that God is calling you to, there is no obligation for him to tell anybody else about what he's calling you to do. 
They're on assignment, first thing. Uh, here, here's the second thing. They are armed. They're on assignment, and they are armed. Verse number 8 and 9. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. I'll come back to that in a minute. They're armed, Pastor. I don't see it because you're not looking with your spiritual eyes. He's sending them on an assignment. He's just told them, all right, don't go here, don't go here. Go here and look for this particular group of people. That's their assignment. But he says, you're going to need something. To make it happen. And it won't be money. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money. Don't take your AMX. Because in order for you to complete the assignment that I have you on, money ain't going to do it. You need a different kind of currency. You need a different kind of weapon. You need something that can only be dispensed from the kingdom artillery. He says, so in order for you to complete your assignment, I've got to arm you with, I'm in verse number 8, heal the sick, that's a bullet. Cleanse the lepers, that's a bullet. Raise the dead, that's a bullet. Cast out demons, that's a bullet. They were armed with kingdom power. I wish y'all would stop, stop thinking about I'm talking about your neighbor because I'm talking about you. In order for you to get to that promised land that God is telling you about, that God is showing you, you're going to need, you're going to, the kingdom suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. You don't shoot your way into the kingdom. You do, you bring the kingdom and let the kingdom do the work. So, so he's saying in order for you apostles to get to the assignment and to complete it, then this is what you're going to need. I'm going to arm you with exactly you're going to need. You, are, you ain't going to need food. We're going to take care of that. You ain't going to have to buy nothing. Leave your money at home. He said, but you are going to encounter some sick folk. You're going to encounter some folk with some leprosy. You're going to encounter some dead people that you're going to have to bring back to life. And you're going to encounter some demons. you got everything you need to complete your assignment. Somebody in here that believes what I'm saying, would you just shout, I'm armed and dangerous? Oh, I didn't think about it while I was studying, but I sure think about it now. But everything I needed when God told me about the assignment of starting the church, he's met every need. He armed me with the Holy Ghost. He, he armed me with land cleansing. He, he armed me with the, he, everything that I've needed, God has given me to complete my assignment. Your answer is not on Google. Your answer is in a meeting. 
a meeting on your knees. It's on your knees that you get instructions for your assignment and who's to walk with you in your assignment and the armory that is made available for you to fight with while you're on your assignment. If you believe what I'm saying, throw your head back and shout, I'm armed and dangerous. The text doesn't say this, but I, I put myself in the text. Obviously, Jesus had something that he was trying to communicate and he had to address an issue. First, he gives them their assignment. He arms them next. But the end of verse number nine, he says, all right, provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. Don't put anything, don't, don't, don't take any change. This assignment that I'm, I'm sending you on, this one is to be a business expense. The kingdom is going to pick this one up. You're not going to have to take it out your savings account. You, 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 you're not going to have to go and take the pillows out the couch and beat the change. He says, and, and just in case some of you all get tempted, just leave your wallet at the house. How would you feel? You probably feel, third point, a bit awkward. I mean, no cash. Okay, so, so yesterday, Jordan just finished, um, finished taking her exams. And so she's moving, she she's has to, had to move out of her dorm into another dorm because she's staying there this summer and she's working this summer. And so we made a, a trip to Nashville on yesterday. Left yesterday morning, got back last night. Quick turnaround trip. I forgot to get my money. We were late, trying to get quad his learner's permit before we left. And so we, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so I, we ran out the house. I forgot my money. But you know what? I didn't say, oh, stop. Go back. Because we got a debit card. Matter of fact, I, I didn't even have my debit card. But I knew that, that, that she had hers. That's all I need. <laughs> Women always got money. <laughs> but I was trying to tip the valet. I was trying to, I'm like, oh. You know, when you put your money up here. <laughs> but you know, when you forget your money, you start doing like this. <laughs> she recognizes, she says, what do you need? I said, I ain't got no cash. I love her. I love her. She, she subtly, she doesn't want me to feel threatened in my manhood. She subtly slides me in there. I, I love it. I love it. I still felt like the man. <laughs> Appreciate it. If we had left the house and not had any form of currency, that would have felt awkward. Can you imagine? Jesus starts talking about a 
okay, you don't need to be ready to cast out some demons. You don't have to be ready to raise some dead folk, deal with folk with some leprosy. I, I would have been thinking like, well, well, what if this don't work? I'm going to need, you know, someplace to get myself together, buy a bottle of Fiji or check into the Ritz-Carlton or I'm going to need something, refresh myself, catch an Uber, you know, something Jesus. And he says, don't take anything. Awkward. Can I tell you, when you are on a kingdom assignment, that awkward becomes the new normal. Because most of the time, you already don't know what you're going to need. And instead of God putting you in the middle of something, for you to mess up, he says, just leave it at home. Am I talking to anybody? God called you someplace, and you get there because you following Jesus, onward Christian soldiers marching on, and you get to where God is calling you, and suddenly, you. But whenever you start feeling awkward, and you're on assignment, that's awesome. Because now that I'm at the end, I'll start using what he's put within. Did y'all catch that? He gave them their weaponry in the meeting. He says, okay, let me instill some power on the inside of you. Take this, raise the dead, uh, the leopards, and, and cast out demons. Put, I'm going to put in you what you're going to need to deal with what's standing in front of you. I'm done. I'm, I, where, where am I? Where am I? I, I, can't, I can't do this. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to waste your time. I got the revelation. I don't, I, I don't need this. I've been on assignment. I'm trying to give it to folk who are trying to walk out the will of God. And all I'm saying is that God has put some stuff in you that you don't even realize. You haven't validated it. You hadn't said, okay, it's there. Because you know what? It don't feel like nothing. He tells them, okay, take some power to heal the sick. Uh, take some power to raise the dead. Deal with leprosy. Cast out demons. He doesn't open up their chest and install a new operating system and then plug them up in the wall and hit reboot. He just gives it to them. There was a transfer of power. Something went from him that he gave authority for them to have access to. Wasn't nobody shaking and moving and go going on. Did nobody fall at no altar. It was just a meeting. And he said, now y'all go on about your assignment. Can I tell you that you already got in you what you're going to need to deal with tomorrow at 1138. 
Whatever comes and stands in front of you, if you are on kingdom assignment, you already got what you need in you to deal with what's standing in front of you. I ought to have at least one or two witnesses in here that somebody has been doing something for Jesus and you got there and you didn't know how it was going to happen. But what was on the inside of you? Awkward. It should become your new norm. If it don't feel funny, it might not be right. God's calling you to do this, that, and the other. Somebody was telling me about a vision that they had. They don't have the money to do it. They have a confidence in their eyes. This is going to get done God's way. Because God, he puts on the inside of us what we need to deal with what's standing in front of us. Okay, I got one. I got two more and I'm done. He sends them on assignment. He arms them. They're on assignment feeling awkward. Verse 11. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. Now, whatever city or town, these aren't synonyms. Whatever city or town. A city is a densely populated place where people live and conduct business. A town, based on the Greek word that's used, is a settlement. It's kind of like where folk just kind of just come and they just kind of get together and do life. Towns, unlike cities, don't have walls for defense around them. So he's sending them on assignment and he said, whether you end up in a densely populated place like a city or just kicking it with a few folk, smoking some weed on the outside of town, a settlement, I'm going to have to deal with that one in a minute for you religious folk. The kingdom power works, here it is, anywhere. When you are on assignment and are armed, even when you feel awkward, the power in you works anywhere. In your neighborhood, in your den, at the water cooler, Starbucks, at a concert with the Migos. <laughs> kingdom power works anywhere. Luke chapter 17 verse 11 says that the kingdom of God is within you. That means wherever you show up, the kingdom shows up. And if I show up someplace and kingdom activity is not happening, I have the kingdom power in me 
to shut down whatever is not kingdom that's in front of me. And can I tell you that Jesus showed up with folk that were smoking weed? Okay, all right, now, now y'all going to calm down and act like my theology was straight earlier. Yeah, I'm with you, Pastor. I get it. No, y'all give me the same joke. Like, Why we? We ain't supposed to be smoking. We, I, I had a friend of mine. He said that, you know, I do a weed check every now and then. He's a pastor. He said, I walk through the church, and if I ain't smelling a little weed every now and then, we ain't doing our job. Where the hoes at? Where, where the pimps at? Where the drug dealers at? Where, 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 where those that are addicted to pornography at? Where, where folk that are cheating on their wives? Where, where these folk? Because the kingdom of God, the power works anywhere. It ain't for folk that just got it together. I don't want a country club. I'm cool with folk that don't know all the words of what Travis singing. Ain't never heard that song. You just up there watermelon, watermelon, but you feel something. Just give you a little bit of time. You'll get the words. I'm cool with that. I'm tired of folk that know the words, but don't know the Jesus that the words are about. assignment and it is a kingdom assignment the kingdom power works anywhere I'm finished this this is my last point this is my last point they're on assignment he arms them they likely feel awkward he says wherever you go city or town the kingdom works anywhere but you have to be aware did you notice in his as he's giving the parameters of the assignment he doesn't tell them what to do he doesn't say all right go to this address I want you to go to this city if you go if you go you pick if you go over here or if you go over here, you, you might, you're going to need some kingdom power. You can deal with leprosy, dead folk, demons. Don't feel awkward. Not going to be able to pay your way. But I want you to be aware. On your kingdom assignment, you got to be aware. I'm speaking to you. As you're on assignment, you got to be aware. You, you, you got to be aware. You got you to be aware. Everybody's not going to want what you got. And that's fine, but you got to be aware. You got to know who to talk to, when to talk to, and what time to go get your gas, and which gas station to go to. You got to be aware. You got you to take me with you because you're going to need somebody to tell you. All right, that's the one right there. You got to be aware. He, 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 he tells them, he tells them, he says, now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. 
So in order for me to get to my assignment, God has already planted some open doors Inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. We want God to do it all. God is not going to email you. When we're on assignment, we got to do our part. So, so they, they walk into the city and they go, hey, uh, who are the movers and shakers here? John? Got it. Okay, John. Knock on John's door. Hey, John, what's going on, man? How you doing? My name is? Good to meet you. Uh, yeah, I would love to come in. Thank you, thank you very much. I, I didn't even realize this. it was dinner time. You offered me, you offered me dinner? Oh, cool, yeah. Um, I could use a little food because they didn't have no money. Oh, John, you got a beautiful family. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Do I want to spend the night? See, y'all missed, y'all, 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 y'all missed how God leads you to the right people. It, it's not going to be y'all decoding stuff on exegeting the word or talking about code or these, these, you know, secret handshakes and this, that, and the other. You have to be aware. You got to do your part. So who, who here? Who, who the movers and shakers? You're going to have to ask. You're going to have to, uh, what they call in the business world, prospect. You got insurance? How much coverage you got? Is it term of life or hold? You, you got to ask folk when you're on assignment. Hey, you, you need a new IT guy? You know I can do. How about a babysitter? How about a lawn man? How about a painter? You keep going down your list of stuff that you do, and when you find the right person that God has already identified is the one that's supposed to help you on your assignment, ding, 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 ding. And you didn't even have to pay for it. Uh, maybe... Maybe we'll get to the dusty people next. I want you to understand, though, that all of our assignments will include dust. People that won't invite you in because they're not the right one. And when you get to them, Dust them off. Be like the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> this is my clothes. I didn't even know how I was going to close this morning. I was sitting there looking out the, out the window. One, I was studying one Saturday morning. They, they only come on Saturdays. And I'm sitting there at my desk, sitting there looking out the window, studying. I said, yep, yep, get it, come. You, you know it's Jehovah's Witness because they're going to have on some some pants and a tie and a dress. They don't know by the way pants, ties, dresses on Saturday mornings but JWs. And I'm sitting there watching them walk from door to door. 
You see the door open, you see the door closed. <laughs> they get to the next house. Yep. See the door open, <laughs> see the door closed. They get to the next house. See the door open, see the door closed. Come right on. Yep. Yep, come right on. Good morning. How are you? I'm your assignment. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you out of hell. <laughs> we can learn something from the Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't give up. About two months later, they came back. It was the same lady with the lady who was teaching her. Again, I say, it's me again. <laughs> let's stand and let's pray. God, I just thank you how you have uh, sovereignly orchestrated this day. I thank you for the power that's in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the prophetic word that was sent with a text message. We seal that word with the blood. We have prayed into that word. We, we thank you, God, that something has been triggered by faith, that stuff is going to begin to show up this week as we walk out our assignments. God, I thank you that the same power of the Holy Spirit that was live and active and well in the days these 12 apostles is the same power that works and resides on the inside of us. Thank you, God, that you've put enough in us to deal with whatever stands in front of us. Why don't you pray for your own assignment? Some of you all have, have found the right place, but there's more to do there. There's more to get done. You've you found your career. You know that God has called you to do this. You're there. You've been doing it for however many years. But as long as you're here, your assignment won't be over until you leave. I'm not going to pastor my entire life, but I know that God has some other men and women, young men and women, for me to pour my life into. I will always be on assignment. I say that because no matter what age you are, God doesn't waste space.